Hey, Shipper City. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into the episode, do me a favor and consider tapping that support this podcast link in your favorite podcast player. Every little bit helps us stay on the air and keeps us creating the content that you love. Be sure to follow along on social. We are on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at iShipItPod. You can head over to the website, iShipItPod.com, to sign up for email updates when new episodes are released. And you can send us emails at iShipItPod at gmail.com. And remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to and tell your friends that you ship it. So take a second, do all of that while you enjoy a word from our sponsors. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. Hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. Holy cow, it's December. What even is time? I don't know. Um, you guys will notice within the next 20 minutes, this is about as long as this episode's going to take, so it'll <laughs> be a quickie. Nice little quickie. You can get in, get out, and get on with your day. Uh, that I am by myself this week, which I used to do all the time. And then I got in this nice little routine where I had friends to talk to, and now I'm alone again. And I fucking hate it. So um, I'm going to do this whole episode, and I'm going to end with an invitation to talk about this topic in more detail. Because, um, yeah, because I it's, otherwise it's just me talking to myself, which I do all the time. Um, I'm in my head all day, and it sucks there. So, like... You know, now you guys are in my head, which is better by far for me because, you know, I got people to bounce ideas off of. But yeah, if you're waiting for like a really fun guest to, you know, that I can make laugh and, and has better insights than me and, and comes prepared for this adventure, uh, it's not this week. So I hate to break it to you, um, but I'm going to do my best to to make up for the lack Anyway, that's me saying um, life is more fun with friends and I can't wait to record with somebody again. So there's that. All right. Anyway, as I was saying, it was December. It was. It is December. Uh, Time has no meaning. And I don't know about you guys, but I, first of all, feel that 2021 has not gotten nearly enough credit for being as trash as 2020. Possibly more because I feel like we were we were riding high on some hopeful fumes early early in this uh in this sweet year that's nearly done but um yeah a lot of people have had a really bad year and i i'm not gonna say that i'm one of them bad shit has happened but other people have it worse and so i think that's the reason that i have no christmas spirit whatsoever it could be april with the way i feel right now like somebody said something about like christmas shopping and i was like what why would we do that it's so 20 days before Christmas is what it is or less than that no shit anyway um so yeah so I I apologize I don't have any Christmas I rarely do uh last year if you recall I said something about being the Grinch who could also recite the Grinch uh and make it fit with whatever shitty job I was working at the time still proud of that one still happening this year um so if you have something exciting that's going on for you this holiday, can you tell me about it? And like, don't like rub it in. Just like, 
just tell me what you're happy, what you're looking forward to this this holiday season. If you are, if you're not, um, or if you're Jewish and you're like, fuck you, Emily, Hanukkah's literally over right now. Um, you didn't acknowledge or mention that at all. You are correct, and I'm sorry, and I hope that you had a wonderful Hanukkah. That's not all I was going to say about Christmas, actually. Uh, possibly, we talked about this today, we haven't done any of our Christmas movie watching as of yet, with the exception of, in my opinion, the greatest holiday movie of all time, Gremlins. Uh, that is a Christmas movie. I don't care. It takes place entirely around Christmas time. There's a whole subplot about why Phoebe Cates doesn't like Christmas. Anyway, if you haven't seen it yet, because you live under a rock like I did until five years ago, please watch it. I have not seen the second one yet. I, I hear it doesn't quite hold a shine to the first. But Gremlins, fantastic Christmas movie. Um, other underrated gems, I think. Obviously, Die Hard. Everybody knows that's that's a holiday classic. Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer. Michael Keaton, Christmas movie, uh, Iron Man 3, maybe nobody else's favorite Iron Man except mine. I really did love it. I can't explain to you why. Uh, that is a Christmas movie. There's a giant, like, two-story tall bunny that uh, What's-His-Face gets for Pepper. That's a, that's a whole subplot. And obviously, the the quintessential holiday classic guaranteed to put you in the Christmas spirit, okay? If it doesn't work, I don't know what to tell you. Obviously, the beloved, family-friendly gem, Eyes Wide Shut. So, if you're looking for something to watch to get yourself in the holiday spirit, that's my list. Uh, there may be a holiday episode of this podcast where we actually have spirit and we talk about things um, that are fun, but <laughs> you're getting the Grinchy Claws this week. Sorry. Um, Anyway, there are fun things happening holiday related, and one of them is actually our topic this week is the new Marvel show, Hawkeye, which if you recall, big shock, I wasn't super excited about because Clint Barton, I am not Angela, okay? Clint Barton is not my favorite Avenger. Um, Jeremy Renner, in general, is not really my favorite Avenger, but at least he has something to do now, right? Um, he was underutilized for so long. And I know that people have mixed feelings about him and they think he's problematic and, and I don't care about any of that. He is a good actor, okay? He is. And he's done really good work in a lot of things. I'm pretty sure he's been nominated for like the big awards, et cetera, et cetera. Um, not to mention he was in one of my favorite movies that I could never watch again because it's too fucking sad, but Wind River. And really good actor. Gets lots of great parts. Always does a good job with him. And then was cast as Clint Barton slash Hawkeye and had nothing to do for a decade. I mean, he's like the Ringo star of the Avengers. Like he just sort of backed up and fell backwards into that whole franchise. And nobody really knows what to do with him. Okay. Um, and then, I mean, they tried, sort of, did they try? Did they try? Uh, they tried a little bit in the first one, uh, the first Avengers, he was the, you know, but, but he was, he was possessed. He didn't do much. And then in the second one, Joss Whedon gave him a farm out of nowhere and everybody was like, what the fuck is this about? And of course, out of that, we got Laura Barton, my beloved. Um, 
And and so that kind of shook out, fine, whatever. Civil War, again, not much to do. He went and got Wanda. He went and picked up Ant-Man. And that's that's pretty much it. And then he comes back in... When did he come back? Endgame uh, as a straight-up serial killer. They're kindly using the term vigilante um, in, in this Hawkeye series, but... He was just murdering a lot of people. He was just massacring, like, entire fucking mini malls full of people all over the world. And and no one on the A-team really, like, cared about that. Um, Natasha was like, hey, stop. We're going to fix everything. And he was like, okay. And then they just kind of brought him back and were like, Clint, welcome home from your serial killer sabbatical. We hope you've had a good time these last five years. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, all is forgiven. We don't even need you to talk about it. We don't need to know what you've been doing. It's fine. So I was like, well, that's lame. Anyway, find out we're doing Hawkeye as we're I have a huge part of it. Uh, find out that they are making Hawkeye into a series. And I was like, I don't think I care. And then they were like, no, 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 Emily, you will care because it's not really about Clint. It's about Kate Bishop. And I was like, kill Kate Bishop. And I didn't know. And I, of course, did no research and um, went in cold, which I like to do lately because Marvel has a tendency to tell you every last thing you didn't realize you didn't want to know in a trailer. Um, They give the whole game away and I'm sick of it. So, you know, my rule, I watch one trailer, decide yes or no. It's always yes. Fucking yes, because of this podcast. <laughs> Decide yes or no, and then and then I go into a cold otherwise. So that's what I did with this, and it premiered on Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving. Um, and so it's all about him kind of passing the torch reluctantly. He's like super retired as far as Hawkeye goes, um, and kind of just trying to like, eh, no, I'm just an ordinary dude, no big deal. When he meets. Kate, who has idolized him since she was a little girl and grew up to be an archer just like him. Uh, And it's kind of cute. I did hear Jeremy Renner say this, and I I have to agree. The show is adorable, and I will talk about it in a second. But one of the biggest stretches that the imagination requires is that in this universe, so many people that Clint Barton runs into – recognize him and know that he's Hawkeye and and put the two together and care. And now that has been telegraphed exactly 0% up until this show. It's like he just flies under the radar. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody's fucking picking up the check for his family at, at Chinese food or or stopping to take a selfie with him or shake hands. With, like he's just not cared about at all until he of course he gets his own show and now he's like a a, you know he's an avenger celebrity um which is a huge huge disservice to what they could have been doing with all of them the whole time other than tony and that one time that thor took a selfie in ragnarok anyway just a little back there backstory there um but yeah so I didn't know what to expect. Haley Steinfeld is playing Kate Bishop. She was the best, 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 best 
little actress in True Grit, uh, the remake that they did in 2014, I want to say. Um, and she was only like 14 years old and she was so perfect. And didn't I didn't realize where I recognized her from until I started watching the show. I was like, oh, that's her. She's doing such a great job. This Kate Bishop, I don't know if other people don't like her or what her what her uh, her reputation is in the fandom. I haven't really sunk my my fingers in just yet. Um, but I am so charmed by Haley Steinfeld's representation of her. She's so fun to watch. Um, it's it's a fun fucking buddy cop, reluctant partner, mentor, mentee. You know, old dog <laughs> teaching his tricks to a a really excited puppy who just wants to learn everything she can. And, guys, and there's a one-eyed golden retriever named Pizza Dog. What else do you need? Uh, something else that's great is that they're actually acknowledging what is in the comics, which is that Clint has hard of hearing and wears a hearing aid and frequently communicates with sign language. Um Jeremy Renner, not so much in the show, but they do mention it. And he's wearing a hearing aid. And so that's nice. And they're they're acknowledging that. Um, it's it's great. Okay. I read like four different articles about how it's Marvel's poorest performing show ever. They've had five, so calm down. Um poorest performing show ever. Four. They didn't even have five. Four poorest performing show ever and that it's bad performance put the entirety of Disney Plus in jeopardy. All this bullshit, okay? First of all, Disney. <laughs> Shut up. Your streaming service was never in danger. And if it was, and you put all of your marbles and all of your hopes and dreams on one Marvel show that you then premiered on Thanksgiving, which is the most traveled holiday in the United States, or if you're not traveling, usually you're working, so people were not at their TVs, um, able to watch like they were with WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki. Um, if you put all your pins, you pinned all your hopes and dreams and keeping your freaking company alive based on one show that you did a shit job marketing, I think you've made some serious business errors and perhaps you should hire me to tell you what to do and also pay me a billion of do- billions of dollars so that I can write the next egregious wrong. Here's another reason that people maybe aren't watching the show. Um, so Marvel, as we know, uh, started out a plucky comic, you know, company and has morphed into a gigantic greed monster. And uh, just a sh- uh, just all the things that capitalism has taken from us, they're a perfect representation. I don't claim that Marvel is a good company. They're not. Disney, also not a good company. Um, Monopoly's bad, all that stuff, okay? All of it is bad. One thing that Marvel does that consistently sucks is that they don't pay the comic book artists for film adaptations. Or writers. Comic book writers and comic book artists often don't even get credited, okay? Which is insane. Uh, Ed Brubaker, who brought Bucky back as the Winter Soldier and is responsible for the entire Winter Soldier plotline, Apparently, he made more as a cameo in The Winter Soldier than he has ever been paid by Marvel for the use of his stories to make 
the Winter Soldier part of the MCU. So that sucks, okay? And these fuckers have done it again, all right? So they base their entire whole opening credit scene, which is super sexy and very slick, on the artwork from the comics, which was illustrated by David Aja, and did not even credit him, okay? He has not been paid for them stealing his art and animating it for this this show, nor has he been credited at all. So I read somewhere that some people, a lot of people were boycotting the show in support of David Aja, which, is that the right move? I don't know, because if nobody watches it, then Marvel can just kind of quietly sweep it under the rug and be like, what are you talking about, David Aja? We didn't even make any money off of that. Why would we pay you? Like, nobody watched it. Nobody wanted to see it. Whereas if we watch it and we keep hitting Marvel with our shock prods, maybe they might actually do something and like they did with Scarlett Johansson, fucking pay up, all right? That's what we want. We just want the creators to be paid um, and we want them to be taken care of. We want them to be thanked and compensated appropriately for the amazing gift that they give us in the form of the characters that they create, the stories they write, and we want them to be able to keep doing this. So fucking pay up, you greedy, greedy bastards. You have literally all of the money. You have 75% of the money I personally have ever been paid in my life. You have enough to pay all of your artists that you've been screwing over for the last 50 years. So get on it, please. I don't know if that was a review that made any sense to you and we're like, yes, after seeing all, hearing all of this nonsense, I'm totally going to watch Hawkeye. But I think that you should because despite all of the legal stuff that's going on with the, with the artists and, and with Marvel, the show itself is adorable. It's delightful to watch Kate and Clint be begrudging friends on Clint's part. Um, to watch her learning all the tricks of the trade and and kind of keeping her fangirl to a minimum, um, while also like there's a there's a compelling little mystery going on that they're solving, which is also nice. So it's a fun buddy cop film, please, film series. Please watch it um, and enjoy it because it's it's not something you have to get too 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 invested in. I mean, all right, so let's talk about Kate Bishop, shall we? Who is she? What is she doing in this universe? And what do I think about her? Okay, so Kate Bishop is a 22-year-old college senior, I want to say. And she's, I read somewhere that she's there on an archery scholarship, which I didn't realize they gave. But she has been basically training her whole life to be a a, a non a non union Avenger for hire. Um, when she was little, this is all the show stuff, by the way, because you know me, comics. I don't read them. Um, so in the show, anyway, she saw her. Well, okay, so she was in her family's penthouse, which like in her family's massive penthouse on the day that the attack on New York happened. And not only was her father killed in that attack, but she watched from the window as Clint uh, destroyed a one of the Chita- Chitari 
alien things that were heading like straight for her. He saved her with an arrow. And she watched him jump backwards off of the building, firing arrows. And she was like, this is fucking awesome. Because she was like eight. And so that happened. Then her dad died in this attack. So she probably thought it was less cool. And uh, and then she decided she was like, well, I'm going to be an Avenger when I grow up. So I need to do all of the things. So she's got archery skills. She has fencing skills. She did martial arts. She does all kinds of all kinds of stuff. She does like jujitsu and karate and, and Krav Maga and all the things. Um, it also does help that she has so her family has so much money. Uh, apparently her dad's like her her dad's side of the family built the building that she grew up in. And so they're like land rich in Manhattan. And also her mom runs a huge security company, which will probably come into play later on. Um, her mom is also played by Vera, Vera Farmiga, who I adore and is also super fun to watch. <laughs> so she's kind of got it all right. She's she's adorable. She's very tough. She's got a tragic backstory. Uh, she has tons of money and kind of achieves everything that she sets out to achieve. Right. So, Emily, why isn't she a Mary Sue? Uh, because I said so. <laughs> Because, first of all, uh, if you are still under the belief that Mary Sue's are a thing in the year of our Lord 2021, I hate to break it to you, but they are a tool used to keep young, impressionable, hopeful, plucky teenage writers down and to shame them into not working on their stories and working to become better writers. All right. Mary Sue's are bullshit. And anyway, uh, Kate Bishop is not a Mary Sue, literally because I said so, um, because it's my show and I can say whatever I want. And I love her. I didn't expect to. I really didn't think I was going to care. But she's won me over. And it might have been the moment in the last episode where she was trying to name Pizza Dog. And she was coming up with names like Little Caesar and Dog Father. And then she looks at him and she's like, pizza dog and he smiles his dog smile with his one eye oh my god he's so cute guys i think his name's lucky in the comics but he's pizza dog in the show it's the sweetest all right so kate bishop not a mary sue has all the qualities has a lot going for deal with it um now again i went looking for information on her i found a lot of things about comic Kate. Obviously, we don't know a lot about film Kate yet. Um, And none of them bring up what I want for Kate Bishop, which is a loving, safe, happy relationship with Yelena, our beloved. If you recall, at the end of Black Widow, Yelena is given an assignment from Val uh, which is a picture of Jeremy Renner and says, he's the one who killed your sister. Now, my thought is that they're setting up a very cool thing of Black Widow and Hawkeye being a new version of each other, wherein in the first iteration of their relationship, Clint and Natasha, Clint was sent to kill her, and he made a different call. Where in this thing... Natasha is on her, not Natasha, Yelena as a Black Widow is on her way to kill Hawkeye. And of course, she's going to run into Kate instead. 
and they're going to fall in love and raise their dogs together in New York City. And I think that's going to be a beautiful, a beautiful Christmassy way to end this series. And if it doesn't happen like that, I'm throwing hands because we're long overdue for a lesbian romance within the the MCU. And if anybody thinks that Kate Bishop is 100% straight, I invite you to watch the first episode where her mother says, please go come to this Christmas party with me. Put on that beautiful red dress I laid out for you on your bed. And Kate shows up in an all black tuxedo. Looking great, by the way. <laughs> Looking amazing. But I'm just saying, she made a choice. And I happen to think that she and Yelena would be lovely together. They would be beautiful and happy. Um, Yelena has a lot of stuff she needs to recover from. And I think that Kate would be the perfect partner for her in this endeavor. Uh, and yeah, and I'm willing to go to bat, war, whatever I have to, to see that that happens, even if it means like so many things. I got to do it myself. <laughs> because I went looking for the fit, guys, and it's not there. If it is, it was hiding. If you know some stellar Kate slash Yelena fic, wherein they raise their dogs, Fanny and Pizza Dog, together in New York, and they're a happy couple, please send them my way, because I that might put me in the Christmas spirit. All right? So, as I said at the beginning, this is merely a preview, a prologue, if you will, to my feelings for Kate Bishop. And an invitation for anybody who wants to come on my show and talk to me more about her, especially if you know about Comic Kate and you know about Comic Clint. I would actually really love to hear that. And if not, if you're just as like new to the love of Kate Bishop that I am um, and you just want to gush with me about how cute she is and how much she and Elaine are going to be in love, I also welcome that with open arms. Open arms, open hearts, all right? So consider this a preview, and we'll discuss more later on. Hopefully, hopefully. So I did read two fics, though. They were not what I was looking for, but I was happy to have found them. I'm going to wreck them for you. I hope you enjoy them as well. The first one, these are also, by the way, heavily influenced by Comic Kate, um, because most of them were written, both of these were written well before the show came out. So keep that in mind. Uh, the first one is called The Weird Friends by Cosmic Ocean. This is a crossover with Daredevil, um, wherein Kate gets to Clint's house and he's hurt, and he tells her there's some new baddies in their in their uh, in their neighborhood, and she has to go to the offices of Murdoch and Nelson in order to get Daredevil on board because they're his bad guys that are teaming up with their bad guys. And uh, I guess there's a joke in the comics of Clint and Matt meeting in a dumpster, which doesn't surprise me from what I know of either of them, and just being like in general dumpster pals. So Kate has heard all about them. They've heard about Kate. And the, this is just a this is just a meet the friends kind of fic, right? And it's cute. It's just cute. Um, Kate's very brash and she's very blunt and she meets, uh, Matt Murdock, and she's like, you're Daredevil, right? And Foggy's like, what are you talking about? He couldn't possibly be a crime-fighting vigilante. Look at him. He's super blind. What are you talking about? She's like, dude, I'm friends with Clint Barton. I understand. It's fine. Um, it's cute. 
it's cute. Everybody is just charming and adorable. And uh, there's, a, there's a camaraderie between not the sidekicks, but the, the best friends that, uh, that a few other people do not understand. A few people outside the circle understand what it's like to be them. So it's nice that this author, Cosmic Ocean, gave them a little safe space, gave them a little camaraderie to share um, with their, their, uh, their compatriots in this very strange little little world that they found themselves in. Um, there's also a lot of references to to uh, a lot of like HGTV reality shows, which are fantastic. And uh, something I can see Comic Clint especially really enjoying. Um, so yeah, the, the Weird Friends by Cosmic Ocean, just super cute, quick read, night, easy squeezy lemon peasy. Um, we love it. So, all right. The next one, last one is What's My Age Again by Verity. Uh, props for using a Blink-182 lyric. Took me back, right back to ninth grade. Um, this is, uh, this one is more heavily, uh, involves, uh, Clint's use of ASL and, um, also has a cameo, a subplot, if you will, of Kate sort of not tailing, not babysitting, but she's, she's kind of on surveillance detail for, uh, for Bucky Barnes and, um, but yeah, the the best part of this entire thing, a lot of it is done um, in italics of their, you know, the characters are signing to each other, and uh, and um, a lot of the common things that happen with learning a new language is Kate's going through this as well, is that she doesn't have a reference for anything, so she's say, signing things that are very literal, and. Um, and it's really cute to watch. Uh, also has some great Sam Wilson content, which we love so much. More fix featuring Sam. Um, Sam is fluent in ASL, so he offers or she asks him for help in getting better because Clint is also a troll and is teaching her incorrect signs just to fuck with her because that's that's who he is. So it's really sweet. Um, Pizza Dog plays a very large part and he's wonderful and Bucky's there as well so what else do you need other than to read What's My Age Again by Verity and that concludes our Kate Bishop prologue I hope you have enjoyed Um, I hope that you are not as grumpy as I am because man I'm a drag Um, if you are feel free to commiserate and we can watch Eyes Wide Shut together if that's something you'd be into I'm here. I've only seen it twice. Um, happy to happy to provide that that watch party buddy for you. Anyway, um, here's hoping we all feel better as the month progresses. The Christmas spirit comes from wherever it's been hiding, and it bestows blessings upon us all. If not, we can always try again next year. Time keeps on slipping, as I've heard. Enjoy these fix. Please watch Hawkeye. Please get on Marvel's ass about paying their fucking creators better than they have been or at all. Um, enjoy this. Enjoy anything else you're doing. Take it easy. If the year's been crazy and you just need to chill the fuck out, do it. Do what you can. All right. Make things easier on yourselves. I will be back soon. <laughs> the plan is to have two episodes each month. So we're going to do our damnedest to make that happen this month. And in the meantime, take care of yourselves, 
take care of each other, and above all else, get your ship together.